What is good to find dolls? Okay, today was such a heavy upload day. It just is what it is, right? Um, so already took my little Bruno for a walk. We had a great time, and I'm back in the house and just getting ready to shut down and um get ready to trade on Monday. Tomorrow's my first day trading live with one of my newer mentors. I'm gonna try to remember to get um connect with her about putting her information um giving it to you i highly recommend her um she can teach children too and she's okay with you sharing like she will let you record the video and then um she was like did you share it with your dad because i mentioned with her i, I share i used to trade with my dad and so she's like it's okay if you do that i just ask that you don't post it to um youtube you can always make your own video um covering the content or share it with your family like have your family over and share it with them but just don't post it to youtube so i'm like that's fair enough she, um she's only her price ranges between 50 to 65 i think she's running a special right now and she took on five new clients i was one of them and so the prices might go up she also has a signal trading group which i'm a part of so yeah um i just love it. She's one of those people that she pays attention to what you're learning and making sure that you fully understand it. She's an excellent teacher. Anyways, so let's go into, I'm pretty sure I'm going to title this like SQQ, <laughs> Spy and QQQ. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to title it Moon Phases and um, Pluto and Capricorn. So... <clears throat> Let's kind of get right into it. My three favorite guys to go to, um, one of them said, you know, the real traders, we look at our charts on Sunday. We look at it the night before Monday. If you are trading your charts, looking at your charts Monday morning, it's, that's not that's not where it is. That's that's not it. OK. And so I love it. I'm so proud of myself, too, because I stayed looking at the charts after Friday and also going into the weekend and definitely on on Sunday, too. So I love that. I love forming that pattern. I love treating it as a professional, something professional, that professional aspect of taking things seriously. Right. So my three favorite people to listen to are Wolves of Wealth, uh, Wolves of Wealth. They're, they're, I think it's two guys, and so they'll take turns alternating. But either way, Wolves of Wealth. Um, by the way, he put up a really good video uh, within the last two to three days about the best strategy to go in. That's the one that include, uh, introduced it to the BBR. Uh, is it Bounce, Breakthrough, and Resistance strategy that I talked about earlier in another podcast that I got from him? That one is is Chef's Kiss. The other person I listened to is Trades with Brandon. Um, or Brandon Trades. He has two channels. Um, so it's one of those two. And then this one, um, Trading with Jay Dunn, I would recommend if you kind of want to get ahead of that pre-market stuff is the, um, the one under... So he has two channels. The one where he does the stock setup is um, under Team Bull Trading. I really liked his. If I if I had to pick between the three for going into this week, I would listen to his. It's clean. It's smooth. Easy entry. Um, concise to the point type of thing. The other ones are really good too, right? And um, that's why I'm not going to spend a lot of time about, you know, filling in and what numbers and resistance and support. They're the experts on that. Okay, so I want to get that out of the way. So there we have it. Um, so... 
Um, this will be my first week trying to trade QQQ. I've been trading SPY. Um, and here is my thesis, y'all. So this is not, um, this is something that we're going to test it and see it. This is, I'm going to be trading for the first time going into the new moon. The new moon is coming up on July 17th. So with that being said, um, because we are still kind of in full moon energy, um, I do have the moon phase indicator on my trading view chart. And I notice there's a correlation with SPY and QQQ that when it's a full moon, it trends the, the e ETF, um, no, EFT, yeah, EFT trends up. And then if it's, if it's, um, I have a feeling I'm saying that wrong. Oh my gosh. Let me just get out the way real quick. ETF. Yeah, it's an ETF. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, but if it's a new moon, it, it gaps down. So a lot of people, several people have mentioned that on Friday on spy, there was a, you know, the gravestone doji, right? the gravestone doji. And that is significant because that means that we're going to face a downtrend. That means that we're all preparing for some downward action on Monday. And so to me, that doesn't match the energy of us going in being in full moon energy still. I don't really anticipate too much of a downturn until the new moon, which is next Friday. Here's the other thing, too, I forgot to write on my notes. Let me write this down real quick. Let me write this, too. This, that's the other thing that's going to be in the title. The witching day, right? So when you talk about three reasons why I think we're going to go up, and I think we're not going to have that really negative down push to the downside, is because the, the new moon is going to be... Um, Next Friday, the 17th, oh, I'm on my calendar. Let me, let me pull up my calendar real quick. Calendar June, July 2013, 2023, <laughs> 2023. It's kind of funny how your mind jumps your head to stuff, but let's go to a printable here real quick. Now I don't need the video. Okay, so the new moon. The new moon is going to be on the 17th. Um, the time I'm recording this is um, Sunday, July 9th, right? So um, the 21st is going to be the third Friday of the, um, of, the, of the month, which is considered witching day, okay? The other important date is that the 17th is when we're going to be in that full, in that new moon energy. So... That whole week, um, and usually the, the downside happens a couple of days before the new moon. So I wouldn't anticipate that downturn until maybe like the 12th, 13th, 14th, the 14th being Friday the 14th. And then even more drawdown on the 21st, which is the third Friday of the, of the month, which is usually witching day. The 22nd, so July 22nd is when we are going to have, um, that is when Pluto is going to go into Capricorn. 
And um, earlier today, I was looking at all of the seven planets that are going to be in retrograde. And one of the things that came up with Capricorn is that Capricorn deals with financial institutions. And so because Pluto is a... Um, planet that has an influence of, of um, reform and rebirth, there could be collapses of some banking institutions. Um, I Part of the reason, you probably wonder, like, why are the moon phases important? Um, there's been speculation that the banks use the lunar cycles to for their trades, right? They trade according to the cycles. And so they will enter the market you know, with sales, like a couple, they'll, they'll start to enter and exit trades like two to three days before the full moon and the new moon. And you can test this on different charts. So far, I've noticed the correlation for SPY and QQQ. So the, those are going to be my two babies for now. Um, but I've noticed that with SPY, um, I noticed that when we went to the full moon, um, it's been giving a nice uptrend. I've been in profit every single day that I've done it been trading. So yeah, I don't think we're really going to get a downside until next week. And then it that's where you're going to see all of that chaos. The other thing that's interesting too, when I do look at my chart for SPY, is that there is a gap that does need to be filled way down at the bottom of the chart. And so that means that that drop is going to be like a big pain in the butt for real. Let me go to the day chart on here. You know, um, one of those things where it's really gonna, it's gonna really eat some people up. Um, did we already fill that gap? Hold on. Let me go back a little bit. And I'm still learning how to move my chart around a little bit. Okay. I want you to on the cross here, babes. Can you move up for me? No, you don't want to. Okay. So I had seen a big gap that needed to be filled. Let me check the four hour real quick. It's possible it's been filled already. Uh, and so then that was a, that was going to be an area of concern for me too. Because there is a little bit of a down gap here from 442 down to 438. So I think that people that are worried about that doji that showed up. Um, and I can see it on my chart too. Um I think we are going to go to the downside, but maybe not as drastically as they feel. One of the things that Jaden talked about is that tomorrow we are having a CPI and a PPI meeting. Let me go ahead and double check the calendar on here on TradingView. Yeah, so let me see. Tomorrow is going to be the 10th. Um, yeah, so they're going to have the Westpac Consumer Confidence. Confidence. Um, and so that has to do with consumer sentiment based on survey of um, 1,200 Australian households. So I don't know to what degree that has to do with us too much. They're also going to have a meeting for unemployment rates. Um, yeah, so that's July 11th. Yeah, so I think we should be okay. There's NBA business, NAB business confidence. And unemployment rates. So 17, 18, 23. So that's something to keep in mind. Is there anything else? Okay. Um, another thing that was so interesting that I've learned from my mentor too is that she usually trades on Fridays because the options are cheaper. 
And so I, I already told her I want to do a live trading session with her on Friday. So stay tuned because, listen, if I can learn how to trade SPY and QQQ and then Fridays, I just go in and get my little coins off of Tesla. I think that's going to be something just great to break up the monotony. Here's the other cool thing, too. So she told me she trades on Fridays because the, the options are easier on, um, they're, they're cheaper on Fridays as opposed to earlier in the week when there's all of that like implied volatility that you're paying for and the theta and stuff like that, right? Um, here's, here's what's really cool too. I learned this hack. Um, I don't remember who I learned it from, but they look at slick charts. So they look at slickcharts.com forward slash SP500 and they look at the top five companies on there. And um, I talked about this in a previous podcast before too. So not only do you want to see what the top... Oh my God, excuse me. I just drank some water. I apologize. Anyways, if you've been with me for a while, you know I'm past due for my patches on here. Trust me, I'm embarrassed. I am absolutely turning red in my cheeks. I promise you. But anywho, so you want to look at what the top five companies are. And so last week, like earlier in the week, it was like your Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, NVIDIA, and then it was Alphabet or Google. So on Friday, what was interesting is that I noticed Tesla bumped up to number five. And one thing I know about Tesla is that it's very volatile. And so I did notice that with Tesla moving, bumping up to the top five on Friday, that we had a little bit more action. We had a little bit more of that erratic movement, which is, it was nice because we were, we were moving, but it was a little stressful because Tesla is, is, it's a fast mover. It's a little bit more of that roller coaster energy. Another thing that I noticed too, is that, um, like right now, Apple is number one, um, in terms of the top five on the S and P 500. If Apple is at the top, your Apple is a slow moving stock. It's, it's, um, spy is a slow moving e um, ah y'all. I don't know why I'm uh, ETF. Hold on. Sometimes I am a little bit dyslexic, you guys. So and and it kind of comes out when I do stuff, but and I'm not diagnosed on it, but I know I have like learning stuff. But I think it's EFT, and I just looked at it. Oh my gosh! And it is gonna bother me if I don't look at. I don't know. Sometimes it will just leave me, and it's gonna bother me if I don't um. ETF. I think it's ETF. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to write this down on my thing. Y'all just bear with me. I, um, this is how I, I make it in life. So ETF. Okay. So, um, ETF, ETF, um, spy moves fairly slow from what I understand. QQQ moves fairly slow. And then, um, Apple is one of those slow moving stock too. I think it's great for a beginner. Okay. So, but if, if, Apple is number one, you're going to have that compounded like slow movement. And so here we had a Tesla added to to the top five and we had like down lots of excitement, lots of movement. The other thing, if you do decide to just keep that um, slick charts um, open with the um, S&P 500 companies by weight is um, what they taught me or the hack was if two, if three of the companies are 
to the upside, then then S and P and pro is gonna go to the upside. If you have um three companies going to the downside, whatever the majority is, then that's how it's gonna trend. But here's something that was so important that I learned on Thursday slash Friday. So even though three of the top five companies were trending up, two of the companies had a weight of seven and six percent. So <clears throat> Those two alone were like 13 of the weight and the other ones were only like three, two and one. So that's like six compared to 13. So even though they were on the uptrend, they didn't have as much weight combined between the three of them as opposed to how much weight, you know, like Apple and Microsoft had. So that's something to consider. Um, yeah, so I already addressed that. And then another thing I learned from Jadine just now, too, is that apparently AMD is a sister to NVIDIA. So we'll see. I might learn how to trade NVIDIA. We, I don't know. I'm just very, very careful to make sure that I have my few and favorite ones and not really stress myself out with too many stock. Um, oh, yeah. So I already talked about the Gravestone Doji. And so people are expecting it to go to the downside. Um, I already talked about the moon phases and how I think that I don't I think that we're going to have a downturn. But um, I'm definitely not going to fight the trend. Like, listen, if these, if the R's, you know, stochastic RSI is trending down and the volume and price action are trending down and, you know, all this other stuff is indicating that it's going down. Guess where I'm going? I'm going down. I'm going down. <laughs> right? And I'm going to get my bags on the way down. Now, the interesting thing, too, is as you guys are with me on my trading journey and stuff like that, um, tomorrow will be day six um, of me actually trading. It's been a long time since I've traded a lot of you that are my actual fans know why and stuff like that. So, but, um, and so I haven't placed a put. So I do have a little bit of, you know, just a little bit of apprehension surrounding that. But um, I'm comfortable placing calls now. I've practiced how to scale up my calls. I've practiced how to um, take out like five, you know, take profit for five and then let the other ones run or put them at higher percentages. And so I think I'm ready to do, a, you know, add QQQ. And then I also would like to learn how to place a put this week. So those are the two assignments that I have for myself. And then um, I'm kind of open to just maybe seeing like if how comfortable I feel on Friday with Tesla. And so that still leaves me room because if I say, okay, on Fridays, I'm going to I'm going to trade Tesla's. I'm only going to trade Tesla on Fridays. That's okay. And so then that gives me one other stock that can capture my heart and that I can fall in love with and learn the patterns. So I, I'm willing to go up to five. Um, but I would say my top three are going to be Spy, QQQ, and, and Tesla on Fridays. Um, we already talked about Pluto and Capricorn. I would say that let's get ready for the downside when we go into the new moon. Um, the new moon is going to be next Monday, the 17th. Um, and so that Friday, the 14th, we might experience a little bit of downside that Thursday, Friday, just because... The, the banks usually start to trend in the opposite direction a couple of days before the rest of us do. 
And then it's going to continue further down to the downside when we go into witching day. And then we're going to have um, Pluto entering Capricorn. And so that's going to be affecting the financial institutions. And this is so cool, too, because a lot of you that are kind of coming with me on my journey for musings of a divine feminine, I'm a little bit bored with some of the content I've been doing before. But believe it or not, behind the scenes, I pay attention to what's going on in the news. So now I'm going to be testing this theory to see, because remember I said this is a thesis. This is just like, let's let's see how this plays out and how this pans out. I'm going to be paying attention to what's going on with the banking sector going into next week, uh, what is put out in the news, and to see how this matches up with with us going to the downside. And um, And by then, like, this is why I want to learn how to do puts this week, because I plan on placing puts all all of next week, all up and through the new moon energy. And I'm looking forward to collecting my bags, honey. Oh, yes, I am. Um, yeah. So ETF, ETF, ETF. Eh. All right. So I'm just looking at my notes here. Sometimes I get little like, you know, brain thingies. But so, yeah. And then, you know, I, I mentioned that... Um, my t- my go-to guys are like definitely Jay Dunn, Wolves of Wealth, and uh, Trading with Brandon or Brandon Trades. But just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm seeing, I do, I, I do have my indicators. I'm very careful of making sure that it's not too saturated. Um, and so one of the ones that I like is the gaps. It's called the gaps on TradingView. And that one is has been like so, so sweet to me. Um... Yeah, y'all know I've been wanting to say, how you doing, sugar? <laughs> right? But so when I'm looking at that, I can see that on SPY, there is room There is room to fill some gaps. And so I think what might end up happening is some people are going to start filling that gap down. And then from there, let's see if it breaks through that. And then it they start to go down even further. But I think it's not going to be as bad. We'll see. We'll see. I might have to eat crow. Let me go look at QQQ real quick. Ooh, y'all, it is hot. Um, okay, so here's the thing with QQQ. That's where I saw, this is where I saw that major gap. But the funny thing is, so if you look at QQQ on TradingView on the 15-minute chart, Okay, you're going to see a red box, meaning that it gapped down and you're going to see a green chart where it gapped up. Both of those things are going to have to be filled. So I think that tomorrow we're going to have a lot of volatility and it's possible that we still might end up end up with the week kind of going strong before we start to again have a roll. I think we're going to have a roller coaster week um, because it has to. Um, but you know what? We're still I think we'll still be OK. And again, if you know how to plot and you're going to look for when it breaks through certain areas, um, I think this still matches because even if it gaps down to fill what was a that that green box, if you put the gaps indicator on there, I think it's still going to do that little movement for QQQ from 367 to 364 and then work its way back up to... 367 moving all the way up to 3370. So, but who knows? It might go all the way up and then into Wednesday, Thursday, come back down and pick these ones up because these gaps have to be filled, y'all. 
Um, and so again, it, it's just kind of using all of these areas of confluence and stuff like that. So I can low-key kind of tell you which indicators I'm using. So one of my favorites, like these are my indicator bays, right? My indicator bays are gaps. It's just gaps and it has an updated like green little button next to it on TradingView. My next favorite one is um, I do have ATR on there. My mentor taught me how to use ATR. Um, and so, but that one is a mathematical formula that I kind of have to learn how to explain it to you, but it lets me know, like, if I'm supposed to go up in $2 increments, or if I'm supposed to go up in like higher increments and I can do it for any stock. And then one of my other favorite ones that I love is uh, stochastic RSI. I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's the one that has three, three, fourteen, fourteen, and that one. Um, the weight was taught to me is like when the blue shark is out of the water, meaning above the seventy or above the thirty, then you buy a call. If the red shark is above the water, then you um, buy a put. And so you can kind of use that. They are lagging indicators. I know people sometimes they don't like that, but it is what it is. I also use the three EMAs. So I use the 200 EMA. That one lets me know if the candlesticks are above the 200 EMA, if we're on an upward trend. Um, if the EMA, let me check the EMA. So right now, so here's the thing. QQQ is breaking through the 200 EMA. And then let's check um, SPY. Let's check SPY. SPY is well above the EMA. And if I'm not mistaken, SPY follows QQQ. So this, this might give you an idea too. Like maybe the next time we have a full moon, know that as early as five days before the new moon, they're already starting to exit the market. And that's okay. Now we're going to kind of have an idea, start documenting it, journaling it. How many days out before the new moon and the full moon are they starting to start to sell off? Okay. Um, the other favorite. Yeah. So the EMAs, I have the 200. If the, if the candles are above, that means it's on an uptrend. If the candles are below, it's on a downtrend. One of my favorites is the number eight because that lets you know if it's within the trend. It kind of it kind of fits like a body con dress, like it just hugs all the curves, and so that one kind of lets you know too if it stays above that eight, then you're also above the you know on the upside, and if it drops below, then you're probably gonna place a put. So um, spy is actually on the fifteen. No, that's the four hour chart is falling below that eight line. So there's areas of confluence there indicating that they can go down, including the gap down and the gravestone doji. So there's signs showing it's going to go down. I'm not saying it's not going to go down. I'm just saying it's not going to go down as far as as bad as people think. And or maybe we really do start to have reversals five days out before the new moon or the full moon. We will see. My other. Uh, so then. Um, for the EMAs, I also have the 13 and the 48. And whenever those two cross over each other, you're going to, it's indicating a reversal. The other one that I just recently added, oh, I have the moon phase indicator on there too. And then the last one I, I just added today is called the EMA Web Weeble Cloud. It's the one by Ripster, Ripster, R-I-P-S-T-E-R. 
if you type in EMA clouds and then you take off, you only leave the, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. You take off, oh, why was it back on there? You take off the 34 and the 50 and then you make sure to take off the second plot background. And so that one, you're going to do the same thing too. You're just going to make sure that if it, as long as it's above that channel and above that cloud, you can stay in your call longer. But as soon as it's, the candles start to go into the cloud, then that's the time for you to exit your trade. And then when it falls through to the to the other side and breaks through, then you can start placing a put until it starts to reverse to the other side and go back into the cloud, at which point you exit, so on and so forth. So I will be testing that tomorrow. Um, yeah. Um, that being said, you know, uh, this guy I was watching right before this, he said that he just looked at price uh, volume and price action. And I do agree with him. I think that you, you can look at price action based on the candles. I think understanding the patterns are important, but I think also, um, my mentor taught me how to use the options thing to to see where I'm going to go where where are a lot of people making calls on certain trades and if you use ATR it gives you a better idea and excuse me unless you go in you know further out the money or in the money the way that you need to and you always want to make sure that your delta is as close to 0.3 as possible which means that you're kind of hugging a little bit closer she goes a little bit further out but because I'm still new, I kind of make sure that my deltas are close to 0.3 as close as possible. But if I have to go out up to five um, prices out, then I, I know how to, um, for example, uh, spy trades in $2 increments. And, and we like whole numbers, like our psychology points are whole numbers. So if there's a an option that says like, three that says like 438.71 we're going to stay away from that one we're going to go for the one that's like either 439 or 440 more than likely 440 but we don't we're less likely to go for the numbers that have like 0.51 you know or like those cents type of thing so whoo child it is hot but I got off my chest what I wanted to say just something a little different. Definitely come back. I'll keep you guys posted on how my trades are going. And let's see what it does. Like I said, this is just day six of me trading. And let's see what happens with this new moon and full full moon energy. Let's see what really happens with the gravestone um, doji. What? How far down is, is it anticipated to move? And then... Um, and then, you know, if you want to be conservative, I know I heard one of the guys say, you know, this might be one of those, like, maybe I, I might want to just do 10 contracts and just do 10% instead of trying to push for 20% or 25 or 30% to the upside. Let me just go in, scalp, get my, my 10% on SPY and QQQ, which still gives me 20% for the day, but um, but at least I'm in and out, and so I'm not going to get burned and be willing to even just, you know, kind of get in and out quicker and and not put too much pressure on that. And that allows gives me room to um to not really want to get, you know, two birds in a bush versus one bird in hand type of thing. So, whew, y'all, it is hot out here. I'm going to go get some water. I will talk to y'all later. I'll see you in the markets tomorrow. Let's get to this money. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm going to put this at the beginning of my, of my, um, of this podcast. 
if you can and you're trading and you heard wanted to you were just curious about the moon phase stuff please stay until well let me let me yeah please stay until the end i'm gonna go through you're gonna hear me go through my thesis of why i don't think we're gonna go to the downside at the beginning of the week but i also talk about why it would be safe to say that we're going to the downside as early as Wednesday going into um, the new moon on Monday the 17th. So not this Monday, but next Wednesday. I mean, next Monday and then also next Friday with Pluto going into Capricorn, which tends to affect financial um, institutions. And but um, I'm going to play a soundbite from this guy called Trading Fraternity and and that's where they're going to have the CPI. So you heard me kind of trying to figure out the CPI meeting is next Wednesday and Jerome Powell is going to be speaking. I guess I don't even have to record at the end, but if you want to, you can stay until the end. I'm going to play the first two minutes of trading fraternity. Um, I'm, I've been subscribed for him for just about two to three years. And so, yeah. That I'm going to stick to my guns on this. I think that we'll have a little bit more of an uptick Monday, Tuesday, but Wednesday, get ready to place those puts. And that's in alignment with the two to three days of the banks moving, moving their funds around um, right before the the new moon. And we're going to ride that all the way down into, into witching day, which would be the 22nd, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look at my calendar real quick. Friday the twenty, uh, Friday the twenty-first, Friday the twenty-first. So yeah, all right, y'all. Um, stay like if you stay until the end, I'm gonna play the first two minutes of Trading Fraternity, so you can you can hear some more data. All right. Okay, so um, like I mentioned in the intro, um, I had already finished recording. I kind of gingerly went about putting out my thesis as to why I thought that we would still have a little bit of upside Monday, Tuesday, and that there could be possible downside as early as, you know, next as this Friday, the 17th, or no, this Friday, the 14th, because the new moon is on the 17th. We also have um, Pluto going into Capricorn which can affect financial institutions. Capricorn is about financial institutions. So expecting some transformation, rebirth, anyway, chaos or or type of movement that kind of puts people on edge um, next Friday, next on the 22nd. So the, Pluto goes into Capricorn on the 22nd, but um, the 21st, which is that Friday before the so before the Saturday, the 22nd, is also the third Friday of the week, which is Witching Day. And a lot of us know that there's a lot of recalibration in stock, a lot of volatility as things go to the upside or downside, whether it's stock or e ETFs and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, let me go ahead and play this guy. Let, let me go ahead and play this guy. Gotta love his energy. Like I said, I've been subscribed for him for about three years. I haven't listened to him for a while, but I, I wanted to tap in and see what he thought about the stock market this week. And um, here we go. And, uh, we have a very exciting week ahead of us. We got the start of earnings season and the CPI, but we are also going to hear from a bunch of Fed speakers. And now 
This is the final runway until Jerome Powell two weeks from now. So we got a lot to talk about. There was a lot that happened on Friday. I don't know if you were there, but we had a pretty epic move of the, well, well first, this is the S&P. You see the drop, you see the pop, you see the drop back down, but this was all off of good data and the first time that non-farm payrolls have came below consensus in 14 months. So we actually saw the job market weaken on Friday. That was after we had a very big surprise on Thursday related to it, but it led the market to move on Friday. It put us now in this spot, still holding the highs of the year and even higher than August of last year. But why this is so important now, because we have the CPI, the data on Friday was big, but given the reaction we got, some people are saying the CPI may not even matter that much. So what's going to matter? Chattadoni, I'm going to tell you. It's all about earnings. So we got a lot to talk about. I got the schedule for you. I got the breakdown. I even got a couple of plays. All I need from you is to drop your thumbs up on the video. And if you don't know, we are live Monday through Friday. YouTube.com <laughs> slash the stack. All right. We will see you there live in the morning. I'm so, that's it. I got the jersey on. Yeah, so, yeah, you'll definitely go on and check him out. But, yeah, so let's see what it do. And it's okay if it continues to go to the downside even after the 22nd, after the 21st, because um, when Jerome Powell is speaking, then I expect more downtrend. And and so the next new moon, let me tell you when the next full moon is going to be so that you kind of have an idea. Let's just go ahead and flush this thesis out a little bit more. So we're in July. July 2023. So the next full moon is going to be on August 1st. So we're going to be trending down until August 1st. But looking at the calendar, if we go to August, and if we kind of can anticipate that before... Okay, so here we go. So August 1st is on a Tuesday. So we can expect there to be volatility all up and through um, um, as early as this week, the 12th, Wednesday the 12th, going into next week, the 21st, 22nd, um, all the way up until maybe like the 26th, which is the, the Wednesday before the before the um the full moon that's the wednesday before the full moon and then um maybe we'll start to see a little bit of an uptick so or or maybe even the monday we might spill over into the monday the 31st and then start to trend up with the um with the full moon in on august 1st so let's see how that pans out. You know, I'm definitely going to come back in here and, and be like, I told you so. Or I'm going to come back with my tail between my legs. One of two things is going to happen. But yeah, y'all, I hope that was helpful. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.